The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. Today's world news, what it means, where it's taking us. I bring you the one and only possible message of world peace. This is a message of hope, tremendous hope. And he said unto me, you must prophesy again. The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. That we all agree on the need to better secure the border and to punish employers who choose to hire illegal immigrants. Uh, you know, we are a generous and welcoming people here in the United States, but those who enter the country illegally and those who employ them disrespect the rule of law, uh, and they are showing disregard for those who are following the law. Uh, we simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected undocumented, unchecked, and circumventing the line of people who are waiting patiently, diligently, and lawfully uh, to become immigrants in this country. Would you allow these cities to ignore the federal law regarding the reporting of illegal immigrants and, in fact, provide sanctuary to these immigrants? Senator Biden, yes or no, would you allow the cities to ignore the federal law? No. Blast from the past. That was 2005, 2008, so that was back uh, before these two became psychopathic agents of chaos. Today, of course, they're spearheading, the dear leader in particular, Barack Hussein Obama, spearheading the foreign invasion of the United States of America. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily We appreciate you joining us on today's show. Can't believe it's Friday. Can you believe it? You can get to the live video stream every weekday morning here in the central time zone of the United States at 11.05 a.m. Just go to TrumpetDaily.com or go to the Rumble channel, rumble.com forward slash Trumpet Daily. And over at Rumble, make sure you give us the the thumbs up so that you can uh, up our rating and we can get more viewers. We, we do have some promotionals uh, that happen from time to time. We had a good meeting with the execs at Rumble this past week about getting some promotion on Sundays. Uh, of course, over at LFA from time to time, uh, Jeremy gives us some, uh, some promotional uh, notice as well, and uh, we appreciate that. We play on LFA, by the way, every weekday evening at 8 p.m. in the central time zone of the United States. Lots to get to on today's show, the final show of the week. I've had so many leftovers for probably the past two weeks. We need to have one of these one of these uh, Sundays, we're going to have to have a leftovers program just to get in some stories that maybe aren't uh, necessarily time sensitive, but they've been, they're interesting, they're informative, and uh, and uh, I think good to get into. We'll, we'll do that one of these days, a special presentation, a Trumpet Daily weekday, or rather weekend edition. On today's show, we want to get to, we're going to cover the border, we're going to look at uh, the uh, Bidenflation, uh, and also all these articles that are coming out about Donald Trump, of all people, <laughs> Donald Trump gaining momentum, leaders abroad, internationally, Preparing for the return of Donald Trump. My father has an important article. It just was posted yesterday or or maybe the day before. It's at the the front of the Trumpet.com website at this moment. It's titled Donald Trump's Return 
in Bible prophecy, he takes you back through the past three years and what we were saying as soon as Donald Trump had the election stolen from him in November of 2020. Make sure that if you haven't read the article that went out as a trumpet brief the other night, but make sure if you haven't read it, that you go to the front page of the trumpet.com and look for Donald Trump's return in Bible prophecy. So the invasion at the southern border Of course, uh, the Senate put together legislation uh, basically saying it was the best deal that conservatives could ever, ever, ever hope for. And basically, basically it legalizes the invasion, as we discussed yesterday on the show. And so evidently, finally, there's a few Republicans with a backbone that have said, no way, this is not going to go through. And of course, the regime media They are there to helpfully, to helpfully let you know that this is all Donald Trump's fault. It's because Donald Trump, he he wields such such powerful influence over the Republicans. This this same guy that they've said on a continuous loop, he's finished. It's over. If it's not impeachment, if it's not the Mueller investigation, if it's not these indictments, if it's not the, the dreadful midterm results. It's all of these things to get. He is never coming back. Now they're saying, you know, he controls the Republican Party. And so this is what you expect. Here the Republicans get this sweet deal. And now Donald Trump comes in and says, nope, not going to do it because uh, uh, we've got to wait until I get back so I can handle this problem. That's the way, the way they're framing it. Listen to the morning meltdown from earlier today, clip nine. They're passing up a chance to secure the border. People, as as Mitt Romney said, are suffering right now. Fentanyl flooding across the border. Illegal immigrants streaming across the border. Democrats and Republicans in the Senate know how to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. And they know how Republicans to... and Donald Trump won't do it. It is immoral, is it not? Uh, and it shows what has happened to the Republican Party. It really does. I mean, this is not a serious political party anymore. It is a cult. It is a cult of personality around dear leader Donald Trump. Full stop. And it is such an illustration of why we have to destroy the Republican Party in November in order to save it. And yet they are about to snatch uh, defeat out of the jaws of victory uh, in a way that is just uh, deeply unserious and deeply disturbing and bad for the country. And uh, um, as long as Donald Trump is the cult leader of the Republican Party, this is where we're going to be. For three years, these same people completely ignored the invasion at the southern border. Now you see they can't because everyone's waking up to the fact that we're being invaded. You've got all these former FBI uh, high-ranking officers signing a letter basically saying this is an invasion. I mean, America's been involved in, in wars over the course of its history, but it's never been invaded like this. Never. People see it. So finally, Scarborough and company, they come around to it. They say, look, we're being invaded. (laughs) The fentanyl coming across the border. And the Republicans can... Joe Bama has been in office there, fraudulently, but he's been in office there. They've been in office. The dear leader with the puppet 
They've been in office for three years. They have done nothing. The first thing that they came in and did was they lifted all of the restrictions that, that the bad orange man had put in place to get control of the border. Those were the first steps that they took to open it wide. And here we are, three years later, 10 million illegal immigrants later, and now there they are saying, oh, oh right, it's, uh, it's Donald Trump's fault. Donald Trump's been out of office for more than three years. It's the Republicans' fault. The New York Times, it says, Trump strengthens grip on Capitol Hill as he presses toward nomination. He's increasing his stranglehold on power, this private citizen living in Mar-a-Lago. It's hilarious. For months, Senate Republicans have been working with Democrats on a deal they have described as a -a once-in-a-generation opportunity for a conservative border security bill. And for weeks, they have hinted that they're tantalizingly close to an agreement. When, When the Democrats come forward and say, hey, this is a this is a sweet deal. <laughs> you, you know. Here's another rule. Here's another rule that we can uh, pull out from following the communist infiltration of the United States. When they say this is a sweetheart deal, you know. You know they're about to stick it to you. Their timing could not be worse as former president Donald John Trump moves Closer to becoming the party's presidential nominee and Republican lawmakers consolidate behind him, he is wielding a heavier hand than any time since leaving office over the party's agenda in Congress. His vocal opposition to the emerging border compromise has all but killed the measure's chances in a divided Congress as he puts his own hardline immigration policies once again at the center of his presidential campaign. You read between the lines here, and they're all but admitting, yeah, Trump is hardline on illegal immigration, and Joe Obama is not. It says here, his shadow has always loomed large over the Republican-controlled House, which uh, has opened congressional investigations to defend him, launched an impeachment inquiry into the chief rival, and approved legislation to reinstate. They're so concerned. Well, Trump is, he's weaponizing these agencies. This private citizen from Mar-a-Lago. Play the, play the, this is, this is the fake vice president, Kamala Harris. It's later in, it's later in my notes. It's her basically sounding the alarm of what Donald Trump might do or how he might weaponize these government agencies. November of, of, of 2024, binary. And on the other side, you've got someone who has said that if he were back in office, he would weaponize the Department of Justice. Someone who has openly applauded insurrectionists as patriots. Someone who has said that they will go after their political enemies and and applauds dictators indicating that he would be one. We can't lose this democracy. We can't. Everything she said there is exactly what the dear leader, Barack Obama, has been doing and is doing. Cozying up to dictators, authoritarians like in Iran or elsewhere, weaponizing the Department of Justice, 
calling these insurrectionists that burned down the cities. They're patriots. Yeah, we need to bail them out as, as soon as possible. Let them roam the streets, these, these thugs. Seattle just paid off the BLM movement $10 million. $10 million. They're, they're in the case of the left, the violent left-wing protesters, they get money. They receive payment. The city of Seattle, you remember, they set up a little BLM city within a city. And the authorities just let them do it. Someone actually got murdered in that city within a city. Now they're getting paid, these Antifa activists, these Antifa thugs. They get paid, and then the ones that protest peacefully on January 6th, they go to jail. 1,200 of them have been, uh, <laughs> have been arrested. I don't know the, the amount that have actually gone off to prison. Hundreds. Hundreds. A lot of them waiting for their trial. And there she is. Everything she's concerned about is exactly what's happening right now. Back to this New York Times article. It says here, his America First approach to foreign policy already helped to sap GOP support for sending aid to Ukraine. Oh, uh uh-oh. You mean the, the, the MAGA movement wanting to secure the border? You mean, you mean Ukraine might not get money and funding to secure their borders? It says here, Mr. McConnell, that's Mitch McConnell himself, regards the border deal as less important than sending military aid to Ukraine. But even, even McConnell, as weak as he is, he's in a position here where he can't do much. Because, you know, in a way, the New York Times is right. Donald, Donald Trump's influence does loom large. Because people, but, but, but he's not in office. So what does that suggest to you? That he's coming back. And people know it. They know it's inevitable. They know it in D.C. And I've got an article that shows that they know it abroad as well, internationally. That's what they're preparing for. It says, Mr. Trump and House Republicans want more severe. Listen to this. this is, and this is exactly what Americans want. They want more severe immigration measures that stand no, no chance of passing the Democratic-controlled Senate or being signed by President Biden. So who's stonewalling here? Who's preventing this from going forward? In- increased or enhanced border security? That would be Joe Obama and the Democratic-controlled Senate. Mr. Trump, or sorry, further on it says, those include, this is speaking of Donald Trump's <laughs> desires here, those include an end to grants of parole that allow migrants to live and work temporarily in the U.S. without visas while they uh, await the outcome of their immigration claims, and a revival of the Remain in Mexico policy, which blocked their entry and forced, forced them to wait elsewhere. Uh, I saw an interview with Carrie Lake just last night. She, she was saying that the, the Remain in, in Mexico policy, in her 27 years in the media, she never saw anything work quite like that. Remain in Mexico. Donald Trump's insisting on it, but the Democrats that control the Senate say, no way. No, we're not going to keep them out. Look, we want to legalize the invasion. We just want to legalize the invasion. And those in the inner cities, minorities, they're crying foul. I mean, this is crazy. A lot of black people in the inner city 
look, you're, you're overrunning our cities with these immigrants. You're giving them hundreds of millions of dollars in handouts. What about us? You've seen these reports. They're all over the place. This one from Fox News, clip seven. You have lifelong Democrats who have never once in their life voted for a Republican who are now saying they are leaving the party or at least considering another option over this. There is just a huge amount of outrage in black neighborhoods across Chicago over the migrant crisis and how leaders in this deep blue city and state have spent nearly $800 million to take care of the migrants while ignoring the lack of resources in black communities that has been happening for decades. Are the migrants being getting more than blacks absolutely yes. absolutely why would you keep bringing someone in you don't have the infrastructure right. and you don't have the finances they could stop this to like tonight if they wanted to i'm on the fence right now you know in terms of parties in terms of support for the neighborhood support for uh, black people in general. What I say to President Biden and the entire Democratic Party is that you have missed the mark with this and you have lost some very committed voters. That's right. I mean, there have been election cycles where they've gotten the Democrats have gotten 93 percent of the black community. Now it's hovering around 70, 75 percent. What is it? These people are outraged. They're, they're waking up to the fact that Barack Obama, his policies hurt the inner city. They hurt these urban districts. They hurt Chicago. They hurt New York. They hurt San Francisco and Los Angeles and Houston. And they're certainly hurting all those cities at the southern border of Texas, of Arizona, New Mexico, California. $800 million dollars doled out for the migrants in Chicago and the black community saying, what about us? What about our community? Texas is taking its stand as we covered on yesterday's show. Uh, Richard Palmer touched on that in this morning's morning brief. It quotes from the Federalist, it's not an overstatement to say this is the worst constitutional crisis since the Civil War and that we're in uncharted waters now that's from the Federalist. It says there have been times in our history when a state has defied the enforcement of federal laws, but we've never faced a situation where the federal government has refused to enforce its laws and even violated them. It's just, it's in reverse now. The federal government, they won't protect the borders of these southern states. And of course, now with 10 million just flooding into the country in three years, Every state is a border state because they're being distributed all over the country on your dime. That's right. The federal government paying for everything. We've never experienced anything like this, says the Federalist. Well, that's because America is under attack. It's being invaded. All of these foreign invaders, a lot of them coming from China. China doesn't let people leave their country unless there's a good reason. So what is China up to? What, what are the ones coming from Afghanistan or Syria or Iran or wherever else? Venezuela. So many of these migrants, these illegals, they're single military aged men. That's the truth. That's the truth. It says here, the U.S. government is refusing to defend the border. 
and it's using its federal border guards to obstruct state authorities trying to do the job. It's worse than that. They're using, they're using those federal border guards to escort the illegals right on in. Yeah, get them processed just as fast as we can. And then we can ship them off to New York City or Chicago. I mean, there's hundreds of millions of dollars there to go around. The cities are breaking down. They're falling apart. Over at Powerline, it says here, Joe Biden's border policy is unconstitutional under Article 2. And you know about Greg Abbott's letter from Wednesday. He's, he's giving chapter and verse from the Constitution. The federal government, Joe Obama, is violating the Constitution here. And of course, many have said, even with the Supreme Court ruling on Monday, saying that the feds could go in there and cut the razor wire, there was nothing in that ruling that said that the Texas National Guard couldn't set up more fencing. <laughs> this is going to get back to the Supreme Court, and they're going to have to make an even weightier decision. It says here... Uh, Biden has not faithfully executed our immigration laws. Rather, he has deliberately sabotaged and negated them. This is an impossible, or sorry, an impeachable offense. But, but what to do in the meantime? It's an impeachable offense for sure. Republicans, might, some of them might be showing a little bit of backbone with respect to this, this legislation that legalizes the invasion. But where's the impeachment proceedings? Where are they? You know, someone made a good, I forget who it was, they made a point yesterday to show just how you have, finally, you've got some governors. You remember when, when uh, a General Flynn was here and he was saying, where's the, the backbone of these governors to stand up to this attack? Well, finally, you, Greg Abbott, I guess, he's stepping forward. And he's a, you know, he's pretty much a Bush Republican. And, and for a Bush Republican to take this kind of a stand, it, it tells you all you need to know about just how bad the problem is. He has no choice. The entire country, never mind the, the people of Texas, the entire country is up in arms. We're being attacked. We're being invaded. Of course, it's happening in more ways than one. Abbott's fr finally showing a backbone, and yet the senators, the Senate, they're not showing a backbone. They want to push through this legislation. A lot of it's put together by Republicans, rhinos, one of them from here in Oklahoma. They want to push it on through and just go ahead and legalize everything. Legalize the invasion. The point that this commentator made was that, you know, way back when, it was the state legislatures that chose the senators I forget when that changed, 100, 120 years ago, whenever it was, but it used to be. I mean, when you, when you voted for your state representatives, then it, that's the people having their say. And then those, those representatives of the people, they were the ones that chose the senators. Now it's just the general vote. You know, it's just a general popular vote, and it's every six years. They get into their, their cushy jobs. They say all the right things in the election year, and then for five years, they can just revert back to being a good old boy in the grand old party. A good old rhino Republican. Establishment through and through. This commentator was saying, 
when they had to answer to these uh, state representatives who had to answer to the people, you know, you got someone in the Senate, in the National Senate, I mean, in D.C., you got someone who wanted to carry out the will of the people. Not so today. The states, I mean, if you go back before the United States of America, you had the states. The states are what made the federal government. And so here's Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, saying, look, we made you at the start so that you could then secure the border of all of us. And they won't do it, Barack Obama, because this is all part of the fundamental transformation. This is how they collapse the system. This is how they they gain more power. This is how they get something like 22 million Democrat votes. This is how they stay in power forever, as Tucker said in that uh, montage we played yesterday. Listen to Greg Abbott on uh, with one of the the talk shows last night, clip four. Regardless of what federal statute may exist, the the supremacy law means that the Constitution itself is the supreme law of the land. The Constitution itself provides Texas with a right of self-defense in this case because the United States has abandoned its responsibility to defend the Texas. At the Federalist, it says this, a talking point cropping up on social media and press <coughs> contends that the Texas governor is ignoring or defying the Supreme Court by continuing to erect fencing along the border. This is wrong, Federalist says. Abbott can't ignore the Supreme Court because Texas wasn't ordered to do anything. SCOTUS vacated an order against the Department of Homeland Security that stopped the feds from cutting down razor fencing along the border. That's all that the order amounted to on Monday. It says nothing says that Texas can't erect the fencing. Nothing in that order from Monday says that Texas can't secure its own border or protect its border or prevent an invasion. Here's a bit more from Abbott yesterday, clip six. So it was the states that created the United States. And when the states voted to uh, create the United States and have a constitution, uh, included in that agreement was the compact that the federal government would take care of the states. And Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution speaks to that and, and says that uh, if the federal government does not take care of the states, and the states are in danger, well, we can ask the federal government to live up to its obligation. Then the authors of the Constitution knew there would be times when the federal government would not live up to its duty. And so they empowered states in Article 1, Section 10, the right of self-defense. And what Texas is asserting is our Article 1, Section 10 right of self-defense because the President of the United States is not fulfilling his duty to enforce the laws passed by Congress that deny illegal entry into the United States. The laws are there. It's just like that black resident of Chicago said. They could stop this today if they wanted to. Forget about whatever's coming through the Senate to try to legalize this invasion. They could stop this today if they really and truly wanted to, but they won't. They didn't. As I told you, the first things that Joe Obama did was to open the border. Day one, day one, after they were, after they stole the election and then the fake president was installed, January 20th, 2021, these were the first actions that they took. It's what, it's what Barack Obama wants. This is from Just the News. 
it says in the the in its modern history the u.s has never suffered an invasion of the homeland and yet one is unfolding now the fbi executives wrote in a letter to congressional leadership the title here fbi luminaries starkly warn congress that the u.s is being invaded at the border it's alarming and perilous say these these fbi luminaries says with the constitutional crisis brewing in texas and voters nationwide alarmed by the toll of illegal immigration some of the fbi's most famous retired executives are issuing a stark warning to congress that president joe biden's border policies have unleashed an invasion of military-aged male foreigners who pose one of the most pernicious ever threats to American security. I mean, here's former federal agents coming forward uh, with a sincere warning about what's coming, an attack from within. I mean, an actual military-style attack. I mean, compare this with those 51 former intel agents that signed on and said, yeah, you know, Hunter's laptop, it's all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. You see the corruption, the lawlessness, even at the highest levels. Well, here's a few patriots that, that remain. Here's a few patriots saying we're being invaded and nothing's being done about it. It's being encouraged. It's being aided and abetted by border security agents on the orders of Barack Obama. They don't say that. I'll just add that little bit. They're being ordered to process, to process these illegals as fast as possible. And look at what it's doing to the country. All that the regime media has is, well, Trump is Hitler. Trump is a cult leader. Trump has control of the Republican Party. Trump is responsible for stonewalling this, this beautiful legislation, a wonderful compromise that gives the Republicans everything that they want. All that they have is blame Republicans. And it's not working. It's not working with black residents in Chicago. They could stop this. They're in power. They could stop this today if they just, if they just enforced the laws that are already in place. Listen again to uh, the morning meltdown, clip 14. The two top issue for Republicans we've heard is the economy and the border. The economy is clearly doing well. So is that why Trump wants this deal scratched? Because if you've got a strong economy and the border being addressed, he's got nothing left to run on. <laughs> it's not morning meltdown, but it's morning meltdowns network, MSNBC. The economy's booming. And the Republicans won't close the border. That's what she's trying to sell. And uh, if they don't have this, I mean, what does Donald Trump have left to run on? Look at these people living in an alternate universe. Listen to them go on and on in this montage about just how wonderful and beautiful and prosperous America's economy is today. Clip one. 
Consumer sentiments, people are feeling what the economy is doing. And we have to remember, this didn't happen by accident. What we're seeing with the trends, the economic trends, it's because of what this president has done. He's put, uh, he's put equity at the center of everything that he's talked about when it comes to the economy. Good morning. I'm great. I'm great just like the economy did really well. I'm okay. I, I am basically reflecting the U.S. economy with this president. Well, but all <laughs> that does sound like good news. Last year was an extraordinarily better than expected year year. And I think this is kind of fabulous. When you- It is true. Another day, another shockingly good piece of economic news for the country and also for President Joe Biden. Direct results of policy investments from the Biden administration. Point one is due to a strong economy, which is also a result of Biden administration policies. The Biden administration took proactive steps to grow the economy and the economy has boomed. 14 million new jobs since I became president. 169 new jobs in Wisconsin. Oh, there's good news. There's, there's more good news for Biden. The economy is cooking right along. Now, what does that mean? Well, it's a little technical, but according to macroeconomic theory, number go up equal good. Every economic indicator of Bidenomics is positive. Though it looks like there's no recession and the economy looks good on paper, people feel like it's not bouncing back. And this bad feeling the media has dubbed the vibe session. Well, here's some good news. The stock market just closed at a record high. And today, the S&P 500 was heading for its fifth straight record day. Are there discussions about different ways that you can try to communicate this message, given the fact that so far it just hasn't sunk in with the American psyche that Biden should be getting credit in your belief? That we are not doing a good enough job of ourselves giving credit to the president. You need to give credit to where this money came from. We all have to be all in on telling the story of how these investments he's talking about today, how the economy is turning around after he took over uh, this country during the COVID at a terrible time. And it's incumbent on all of us to tell the story. So you're right. We have a lot of accomplishments. And I think what the American people want most in their leaders is that we actually get things done. And we have done it. We haven't taken adequate credit for it, frankly. And we got to do a better job of getting the word out about what we have accomplished and who did it. We're fundamentally changing the economy in this country. And everybody's getting a little worried about it. Yeah, so people are really uh, bummed out about the economy here in New Hampshire, even uh, if the overall big picture numbers are going in the right direction. And even if people's own personal experiences in general are going okay, there's a lot of gloom. And one of the reasons is food prices, for example, generally going up. And we talked to a bunch of people outside of a grocery store in Derry, New Hampshire. We couldn't find anybody feeling good about the economy. And that, that's just human nature. Psychologically, you go into a store, if you're paying more for items that you get every week, that really sticks with you. It really annoys you. It gets you down. People were upset about it. And so are they making it? Yeah, they're making it. But are they bothered by the fact that frozen OJ has gone up double digits and that steak on Friday is up double digits? Absolutely. The last bit there is the reality. All of the numbers, you know, the big, the big picture numbers, the stock market, they, they throw the numbers at you, but the reality is the food is twice as much. The cost for energy is a, a third more. The cost for vehicles. Okay, so you can sell your house for more money because the cost for houses is going up. But then so are interest rates. And so you can't buy a different home because it's too expensive. And then in the middle, you've got all the funny men, the unfunny men. The late night talk show hosts, they're propagandists too. 
I mean, stick with the jokes. How about that? What's so funny about saying every economic indicator is good for Biden? Is that a joke or what are we doing here? These people, they've lost their minds. They're the members of a cult, for sure. Go through, you want to talk about indicators. Forget about the federal government spending fake money by the trillions to try to inflate some of these numbers, to try to stimulate the economy. What about ordinary Americans? How much money are they saving? Or are they just living paycheck to paycheck? Or worse, paycheck plus credit card to paycheck plus credit card. How about that? That's, I think that's more realistic. That's what's happening. And then the cost for everything. They talk, they talk nonstop about the pace of inflation slowing down. That doesn't, that doesn't lower costs at the grocery, at the grocery store, though. Okay, so the, the costs go on, aren't going up as fast as they were a year and a half ago. It's, like, it's more like this. That means the costs continue to go up. I'm not an economist. But I've got a little bit of common sense, and a lot of Americans do. They see what's happening. They see what's happening in the cities. They see what's happening at the border. They see what's happening in Chicago and New York City. They see all of these these stores shutting down, even when the economy is supposedly booming. More chain stores closed in 2023 as a result of high inflationary costs, with the trend continuing in 2024, led by the iconic department store Macy's. There you go. An iconic store shuttering its doors. It says in... 2023 retail stores, pharmaceutical, and fast food chains continue to trend of previous years, declaring bankruptcy and closing their doors or shutting down some locations to cut costs, citing inflation, higher costs, and profit losses. What? How come you don't get that? How come the funny men don't talk about that? The millionaire funny men, we should say. The, the millionaire, let's get it right. The millionaire unfunny men on the late night talk shows. Why don't they talk about inflation, higher costs, and profit losses? Amid all of this, you have the bad orange man's skyrocketing popularity. How about that? Is it any wonder? The Wall Street Journal. Trump's momentum has world leaders bracing For round two, some foreign leaders worry a second Trump administration would slash the the U.S. security umbrella. That's in Europe, NATO. Donald Trump's, uh, his freeform stump speeches bounce around the globe, ticking off problems and grievances with foreign governments. Yeah, Trump's the problem, even internationally. You could see how this world, even when Trump returns, is just going to explode into violence and chaos because here we are in the midst of all of, all of these dumpster fires and people can't even they can't even look at the problem for a half a second before they get back to Trump Trump Trump's the problem Trump's coming back it says here now they're per, uh, parsing Trump's words and making plans for the possibility he will return to the White House just parsing every little tweet every little word 
You can't, you can't really understand the significance of this unless you understand what your Bible says about one coming in the spirit of Jeroboam II and then, of course, his opposition, the Antiochus movement. All that's discussed in America Under Attack. Make sure that you call our operators today and request your free copy. If you don't have it, most of you do, I know, but the number there, one 930 Trump has promised mass deportations, a quick resolution of the war in Ukraine, and a crackdown on imports, calling himself a tariff man. He has accused Taiwan of snatching the, the microchip industry from the U.S. He has also pledged tough lines on China, Iran, and European countries not spending enough on defense. I guess, uh, reading between the lines here, everything that Biden has done, or Joe Obama, has just been perfect. Hasn't destabilized the world at all. Hasn't destabilized the country, the United States of America. Not at all. This is the Wall Street Journal. This is Rupert Murdoch's Wall Street Journal. Foreign leaders, they're bracing themselves. Leaders in many of America's closest allied nations fear an administration willing to ignore diplomatic norms and traditions. Some also worry that a second Trump administration would slash the U.S. security umbrella in Europe. Further on, it says, to prepare, foreign governments are working their Washington contacts in the hope of learning who might join Trump's inner circle. they've They've all but accepted the fact that he's coming back. Axios. Here's another one. Behind the curtain. Trump's exponential power surge. His his power is surging. Something shocking and telling has unfolded beyond Donald Trump's Donald Trump's onstage online and courtroom theatrics. He's running a professional, well-managed, disciplined presidential campaign. Axios admits this. Even amid all of this, these communist-style lawsuits that are brought on against him. He was in court yesterday. One judge says, hey, jury, just so that you know, we're not going to carry on with this case based on the merits. This man right here, he digitally raped this woman. That's already been confirmed. So if he gets up there and tries to deny that, I'm going to strike it from the record. That's going on right now in the United States of America. Yeah, some woman. She doesn't even remember the year. The season? Just sometime in the mid-90s. Yeah, we went into a busy department store. We went the dressing room. I, I screamed for help. Nobody heard in this busy department store. And oh, by the way, I've also been, I've been raped by about 12 prominent individuals. And uh, I know that my story about Donald Trump, it really does square with uh, a TV show. A Law and Order episode. And here's a judge appointed by Clinton. Here's a judge telling the jury, listen, he's guilty. All right, let's carry on with the, uh, the lawsuit then. This is third world banana republic type persecution. And somehow, some way, Donald Trump is running a professional, well-managed, disciplined presidential campaign. He won in Iowa by a landslide. He, uh, he won in New Hampshire, where Nikki Haley wouldn't even have been 11 points behind, were it not for Democrats turning out in droves to vote for Nikki Haley. The globalist, the establishment. And then Nikki Haley, as you heard earlier this week, 
she gets up and congratulates. She congratulates herself. She gives a victory speech. What a world. This is from Real Clear. Trump is not the cause of the chaos. Trump is not the, the cause of this uproar. The behavior they deem beyond the pale and disqualifying is largely the effect of the vicious and dishonest attacks they have leveled against him since he announced his candidacy in 2015. It's just like Charles Payne said when the girl said, oh yeah, Trump's unhinged because he's answering one of his critics and he's just filled with rage. And Payne said, hang on a second. The, the, the current president, the fake one, he hates, he despises half of the country. And he openly says it. And you're going you're gonna to pick at Donald Trump over chal- or basically counterpunching one of his critics on a tweet, on a truth social post? That's right. You can't even explain. The, 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 you cannot explain this sort of, this sort of, logic or thinking, reasoning, it really is demented, it really is Trump derangement syndrome. This article says here, Trump's enemies have memory hold the ways they have caused the behavior they denounce, the unfounded abuse they hurl at him, the myriad ways they have corrupted our institutions to undermine him, the chaos they have unleashed because of their hatred of him. They want us to forget all that. Put all that aside. Leave aside the the summer of love. Let's just focus on January 6th and grandma taking photos. And let's try to parse through the language of of Trump's speech on the ellipse and try to find some language that would suggest he was the leader of an insurrection. Worse since the Civil War. These people are being exposed as the frauds that they are. They're being exposed. And this is why This is why God allowed to happen what he did in 2020. And my father alludes to that in this article posted just this week at uh, thetrumpet.com. Just go to thetrumpet.com, search for, search for Donald Trump's return in Bible prophecy. That's talked about (laughs) a lot more in America Under Attack. But this article... It says, many are waking up to a forecast I made over three years ago. It seems that the harder Donald Trump's enemies try to destroy him, the more Americans support him. Yeah, he goes on and says, landslide victory in Iowa, convincing win in New Hampshire. It says here, Trump is virtually assured to be the Republican nominee, and if a fair election is held, a look to a lock rather to regain the presidency leftists in the media are beside themselves you see it you see it every day <laughs> you see you see morning meltdowns all the time globalist foreign leaders are fearful i read that to you from the wall street journal what are they afraid of they're afraid of a, a leader coming back and putting america first empowering america They don't want this. They're happy to see America's demise, just like Barack Obama is. Anything that gives him more power, bring down the system. These people hate Trump and want to fundamentally transform America. They're on board with Obama's agenda. 
That's why the dear leader, that's why before the dear leader, they swoon. They absolutely swoon. Play the clip. This is, I don't even need to play Kamala's response. Listen to this reporter as she fawns over Kamala Harris, as she swoons before Kamala Harris. Hopefully you guys know the number in there. I'm struck just in your presence. The I was watching you on stage, watching the reactions from the crowd, mm-hmm. looking you in the eye with your passion that you were displaying and talking about so many issues. And yet you hear candidates suggesting that a vote for President Biden because of his age is somehow a vote for you. And that is hurled as an insult. It's intended to demonstrate some negative viewpoint towards you. What is your reaction to this thought that with your background in particular, with your career, that there is some thought that you are incapable? Imagine a reporter, an independent, uh, objective, impartial reporter of Let's say, well, let's just go back to 2005 when Obama was talking about securing the border. We can't just have an invasion. Imagine a reporter 20 years ago saying, just before he even got into the interview, starting out by saying, I'm struck just being in your presence. It's overwhelming. (laughs) I've watched you. I've watched how you've behaved. How could anyone, how could anyone dare criticize you, Kamala? And you wonder why the mainstream media is dying. You wonder why the Los Angeles Times is laying off hundreds and hundreds of employees. You wonder, all these billionaires, a billionaire comes in, buys the Los Angeles Times. A billionaire rescues the New York Times. A billionaire buys the Washington Post. They think they're coming in. With all of these good intentions, hey, we've, I've got extra money, we're going to save. This is an industry that, that really needs to be saved and preserved because they're just out there telling the truth. In fact, they're out there saying, I'm struck just being in your presence. And people just turn it off. They just turn it off. If you want to hear about why they swoon before the dear leader and all things dear leader, you've got to read America Under Attack. You've got to, there's a spirit behind this. This is not normal, what we're experiencing, what we're seeing. Now more and more are waking up to it, as I, as I say. But my father says here, this is extraordinary. The fact that Donald Trump, in the midst of all of this, these attacks, this persecution, the, the worship of Barack Obama, he's coming back. This is extraordinary. But if you have been reading The Trumpet, you know I forecast this right after the 2020 election, the fact that Trump would come back, that is. When the media said Trump was finished, even when many conservatives lost hope, I published an article titled, Why Donald Trump Will Remain America's President. He says, granted, that article said Joe Biden would never take office, so I didn't get every detail right. Events took a different turn. And I now see there were important reasons for that. But I said Donald Trump would return to the U.S. presidency. So we get one little thing wrong, but look at what we've gotten right. And even what's wrong. I mean, you can't look at these past three years, not when you understand what happened in 2020, 
and say that Joe Biden is legitimate. He's not. He's a fake. He's a phony. He's a fraud. And in fact, Donald Trump is the real president. There's another, I think it was Daily Caller, put out another, another documentary called Rigged. Add that to Dinesh D'Souza. Add that to the long line of full-length movies exposing the steel of 2020. So obvious. And everywhere that Trump campaigns, everywhere that he goes, Iowa, then New Hampshire, you've got a majority of Republicans saying, yeah, he stole it. Yeah, Barack Obama stole it. The, the Antiochus movement stole it. It's obvious. Of course he did. And the heads of the communist left expo- explode all uh, the more. Just to finish off with, uh, with this article. It says, immediately after Biden was inaugurated, this is my father writing, just, just this week, I wrote, why I still believe Donald Trump is coming back. See, on this show, on my father's show, The Key of David, in our literature at thetrumpet.com, you get a consistent message. There may be a few details we get wrong here and there, and we're not, we're not, uh, you know, we're not shy about apologizing for those or admitting those. But you do get a consistent theme from God's work, and that is based on the sure word of Bible prophecy. In the world, it's like Ephesians 4, in the world of of the talking heads. It's tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. Well, let's let's test the, uh, the waters first. Let's see where public opinion is. From the moment that they stole it, you've gotten one consistent message from this work, and that is that Donald Trump is coming back. He refers to that article that goes by that very title. My father says here, please read those two articles in light of events since. They show why biblical prophecy can be trusted. It says, when Donald Trump returns to the presidency, uh, know that God prophesied it and he brought it all to pass. Just know this. Chapter 10, by the way, of America Under Attack, it's titled, Donald Trump Will War His Way Back. Read both of those, the article at thetrumpet.com and then chapter 10 of America Under Attack. That's all we have time for on today's show. The fastest moving hour in broadcasting. No time for a promo today even. No time for the World Watch segment. We'll have to push that back to Monday. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on today's show. We appreciate some of you joining us all week. We'll see you next time.